getting that passion and excitement back is what helps you change your body automatically. And so now that's my real mission is to get women to sort of release themselves from these prisons they're keeping themselves in, set a big goal, and then they'll lose weight and look and feel better automatically. Hello, friend. It's Wendy Valentine, your hostess with the Midlife Mostess, coming at you live from the RV. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. If you are ready to get unstuck, take courageous action, and reclaim your life, I am the wild and wise woman for you. Let me tell you, I've been there. I've gone through divorce. I was at a job I definitely didn't love. I've lost some amazing people in my life, and I have cried buckets of tears along the way. The great news is that I've made it through to the other side. Oh, yeah. My breakdown became my breakthrough. I know your greatest breakthrough is on the other side of saying yes to life. It's time to stop being stuck and stop playing small. It's time to go from surviving to thriving. If you're done living a life that doesn't set your soul on fire, this is the podcast for you. Let's get this midlife party started, shall we? Thank you to Visible Genomics for supporting my podcast. Visible Genomics is the creator of AMD iGuard, a state-of-the-art DNA test that helps you better understand your risk of macular degeneration. Did you know that macular degeneration is the most common cause of irreversible vision loss for people over the age of 50? Yikes, that's me. If this is you too, don't worry. Visible Genomics has got their eye on our future. Stay tuned for more information on how their genetic testing can help you delay or better yet, prevent vision loss. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am beyond excited for today's episode with our special guest, Camille Martin. So due to the fact that I had so many guest interviews this summer, This particular interview was recorded over nine weeks ago. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of interviews. Anyways, when I reviewed it just now, I was reminded of how many nuggets of midlife wisdom that are contained in just our 30-minute chit-chat. As a matter of fact, Camille said so many great things that I couldn't decide on which audio clip to place at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) And I even interviewed Camille a couple of times on the show. One of the interviews is what you're about to hear, and another interview was done live on Instagram. I realized something about Camille from both of those interviews that I wanted to share with you. So Camille went through her own midlife makeover a few years ago, and she created a new life for herself beyond divorce, and I love that. So despite the difficulties she faced, she dug deep, reinvented herself, and came out on the other side of her divorce as a new woman, a woman that loves herself. I admire her strength and motivation towards creating a better life. And the bonus of Camille slaying her midlife is that we get to benefit from all the insight and wisdom that she gained during her transformational journey. So thank you, Camille, for plowing through your darkness in your life and shining your bright light on all of us. One more thing I want to say about all of that before we get to the interview. No matter what you might be going through in your life right now, divorce, separation, the loss of a loved one, 
kiddos flying out of the nest, struggling with finances, your health, your career, and whatever else that can go crazy at midlife, make the decision to slay it like Camille. Focus on the light at the end of the tunnel, however dim and far away it may seem, and keep moving forward. You can and will get through it. This too shall pass. Don't just try to survive it, though. Thrive through it. Take this time to create a new you and a new life for yourself. When I experienced my own breakdown in life, I figured that if I had to go through all of this crap in my life, whether I wanted to or not, then I might as well make it worth it. I might as well create Windy 2.0, right? If you stay open during your transfer, I can never say that word right, transformational. <laughs> if, if you stay open during your transformational journey, you will discover something so miraculous about yourself and your life that you never thought possible. Trust me on this. As Martha Stewart would say, it's a beautiful thing. Okay. I lied. I actually have one more thing I want to say before the interview. I created a private Facebook page called the Midlife Makeover Club for all the midlifers out there, and I would love for you to join us. I post about all things midlife from relationships to health to mindset and more. Just go to themidlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join the club. I hope to see you there. Okay. And now for our little light worker, Camille Martin. Camille is a registered dietitian, health blogger, and senior technical editor for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. She is also a former chronic dieter who wasted nearly 25 years of her life on a diet. In her book, Love to Lose, Love Your Life and Watch the Weight Lose Itself, she uses what she learned on her own weight loss journey to help other women stop wasting their lives on a diet, embrace everything about themselves, achieve what they're truly capable of, and lose weight in the process. She received a Bachelor of Arts in English from the University of Georgia and a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition from Georgia State University. She is a vegetarian, marathon runner, and a proud mother of two daughters and two rescue dogs. Ladies and gentlemen, Camille Martin. Camille Martin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mandy. I'm just so excited to be here. Honestly, I just love you. And this is going to be so fun. I can already tell. I know. Oh my gosh. I already told you before we hit record. I love your kitchen. I just want to get back oh, there. Yeah. I want to make some French macarons on your island there. Thank you. Uh, now I had to, I cleaned it up for you. So. <laughs> now tell everyone a little bit about what you do and why you do what you do. Yes. Well, I am a registered dietitian and I am a technical writer and editor for the CDC. Um, but that's the, that's the resume version. I am also a former chronic dieter for over 25 years of my life. I dieted and trying to, you know, basically diet off the same 10 pounds over and over and over again. Um, from the time I was 12 years old until I was in my mid thirties. And, um, I figured out on my own by accident that, I mean, it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have taken me that long to figure it out, but diets don't work. Um, but 
I finally figured out that taking away all of that resistance, once I quit dieting, that's when the weight started to come off because I didn't have all that resistance. And then I started changing my habits and the way I was thinking just gradually, little by little. And then it, it sparked me, you know, something inside me, like women need to know about this, that it's not about dieting. And it's really, it's not even about the food. It's about the way you think. And it's about the habits that you engage in. And so I went back to school and got a nutrition degree. I changed, switched careers completely. Yeah, it was interesting. And, um, and then became a dietitian and in the process of wanting to teach women how to lose weight without dieting by changing their habits, I realized something else really even more important, which is that setting a goal, a big goal for your life that doesn't have anything to do with losing weight, something that inspires you and gets you excited is really the key to everything because there's a direct correlation with focusing on your looks, trying to diet, trying to perfect yourself from the outside in and the lack of passion and excitement you have for your life. So ironically, getting that passion and excitement back is what helps you change your body automatically. And so now that's my real mission is to get women to sort of release themselves from these prisons they're keeping Mm -hmm. themselves in set a big goal, and then they'll lose weight and look and feel better automatically. Wow, that's awesome. Well, and you know what, too, even for myself, I was just thinking that when I've tried to lose weight, it's a lot more difficult. But if I'm busy, and I'm doing things that I'm and I'm happy, and I'm like, you know, it's it just naturally, oh my God, I think I lost weight, you know, like, yeah. it's amazing how much your thoughts control everything. Well, they are energy and it does start with your, with your mindset. Yeah. Everything. I always tell people losing weight starts in your mind. So, um, but you're right. Trying to lose weight that just introduces resistance. Like I'm trying to get rid of something. It's negative focused. And when you switch your whole mindset of like, I'm so excited. Yeah. Like when you're setting and achieving a big goal and your big goal might be not look anything like my big goal, you know, there's different levels of it, but just getting that excitement shifts your focus to the point where you're not sitting around like, Oh, I'm going to try not to eat ice cream later. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to make myself work out. You're just, it's a natural process. Yeah. And I find that, um, you know, like with dieting, it's, it's stressful. Like, I mean, it's stressful, not only just mentally, but, but physically on your body. Cause your body's like, okay, here we go again. You're like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? well, it's stressful on your body too, because of the, a lot of the stress comes from, um, just beating yourself up and shaming yourself and feeling like it's such a tragedy to me because like diets don't work. And I could sit here and tell you, I mean, if you want me to all the reasons they don't work, they're all the same. They look different. They're not. But, um, then we beat ourselves up and we blame all of our, um, failures on ourselves and that's not what's happening at all. And then the, the more defeated and the more like a failure that you feel, it just makes you more susceptible to try the next, like, I'm desperate. I'm going to diet off the weight and then, you know, I'll be happy. Then I'll move on with my life. But yeah. And I've always noticed even with other people too, like friends where you feel like, oh, like they're, they're finally, you know, doing what they love in life. And then you notice like, wow, you know, so-and-so is losing weight. So-and-so looks really good. And you're like, and they're like, oh, what did you do? Oh, nothing really. Like they didn't do anything spectacular to, 
to look better and feel really it's, it's about feeling better. I mean, that's, yeah. Or when you fall in love and you're like so excited and you're, that's a, you're not thinking about, cause that's where weight comes from. If you eat emotionally, you're eating to fill that. It's not a void. It's like to neutralize pain. Right. And when you're not happy or you feel sad or lonely or bored or stressed or angry or whatever, and you're eating and I did it, I trained myself to do it. So it's, to get rid of all of that negativity, but then, yeah, it just, it's a vicious cycle and it, it just spirals out of control. So. Yeah. And I think too, it also comes down to um, your relationship with food. Like when you think of food, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's like, I was just, um, I had interviewed someone last week or whatever, and it was about money, but it's just like the same thing. You have money mindset, you have food mindset, right? Like, yeah. And it's like what you've been taught about money and what you've been taught about food rather. And, and it can go way back. I mean, now that I think about it, like some people, you know, like they're raised in families of like, you don't leave a drop on, you know, a crumb on that plate. You better eat the whole thing. So you're taught like, oh my God, I was like, and then, and then, so it's just, it's interesting when you think about it, like the, what you think of foods and, and how it, and what you're like, if, I don't know. I feel, I feel like if you have a good relationship with food, then it's like, okay, I'm going to eat this and it's good for me. Like I'm nourishing my body. And even if you eat a brownie or whatever the case is, okay, so whatever. I ate a brownie. Like, <laughs> and you yeah. well, what we're doing, it's just like what you're saying with money. What we're doing is we're infusing um, money is just money. Food is just food. It's not good. It's not bad. It's the way that your, your mindset is causing you to use it in a certain way. So like, if you start looking at food as fuel, it sounds so, you know, I always worry when I'm talking about these things up here and be like, oh, well, you know, food is fuel. Yeah, I know. But it really is like it is. Yeah. looking at it and you see, you know, like this is going to fuel me in a certain way. So a donut is going to fuel me differently than a green salad. But sometimes I want a donut and I eat a donut and I just know what I'm going to feel like after I do. And hey, sometimes I'm okay with that. But what we need to take out of it is the um, the connection we're feeling toward food and our self-worth. Because when I eat that donut, I used to be like, you know, oh my God, I'm the, you know, I'm a lazy sack of shit. I'm a loser. I, you know, why did I even do that? And you can't do that. You know, like it's just food. When you spend a bunch of money, you know that it's a predictable outcome. You're going to have less money in your account. It doesn't mean that you're a horrible, wasteful person. You just have to take the the shame and the judgment out of it. And then it helps you make better decisions. So did you, I'm sure you did, but when you became a dietitian, you probably learned a lot about the different foods. And so did you naturally, as your mindset changed, did your uh, mindset change about yourself and your body? Did it naturally crave different foods because of that? Yeah. It did because obviously the more I was learning about the foods and I understood how they were working in my body, I, it definitely helped me make better choices, but you don't have to be a dietitian or a doctor or anybody to, to change how you're seeing the food. My biggest issue always was, and still is, I, I don't have to fight it anymore. I just see it. I see the tendency, which is to eat emotionally. And so I trained myself to do that when I was growing up because I felt, you know, just like everybody probably, but I had my own circumstances that made me feel um, alone, like I didn't have anybody or like I didn't fit in and all of this stuff. 
And so I turned to food and I used to lock myself in my parents' den and get as much food as I could, turn on the TV and just eat. And um, I ate until I couldn't eat anything else. It was that filling up that was what was making me feel better. It wasn't necessarily the food. And then I felt awful. I felt like a loser. I felt like a pathetic, worthless person. But I, what changed for me, a big thing that changed, and this is what I try to help women with, is that when you don't, you might say, yeah, I'm an emotional eater. Yay, whatever. Okay, you need to understand what that means. It's that you train yourself to do this, to get rid of pain. You didn't, you're not an emotional eater because you have no self-control. You train yourself to do it. So you have to go back and see when it started happening, what foods did you choose? You know, you really have to go back and investigate because once you can do that, then you can let go of the shame because then you can see like, oh, you know, my 12 year old self, I feel so sad for my 12 year old. Yeah. self. I know what it was hard and I can see why I trained myself to do that. So now when my emotional eating rears its head, when this kitchen doesn't look like this and it looks like a nuclear holocaust because my kids, and my moms, <laughs> I know that if I grab something and eat it, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm doing right. it, make myself feel better. And I just say, okay, whatever. I'm not going to beat myself up or I, or I choose not to. So, well, I think it's, it's about becoming a conscious eater, right? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. You're like more mindful. Whereas before it's like, if you're just, you're just eating and you're eating and, and you're not thinking about it at all, not even thinking about what you're eating and why you're eating it. It's just like, yeah. And I have found too, like when I, um, when I, when I feel better and I eat better, it is because I'm being more mindful. Definitely. My mindfulness is huge. Cause yeah, what you want to get out of that, like where you're binging, 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 and you're almost like so zoned out that when you, when you, the piece is gone. What the hell happened? There's no more ice cream. It's gone. What happened? Um, So yeah, if you're, even if you're binging, you're in a binge, I train people to like, it's okay. If you are binge eat ice cream, then go ahead. Let's modify the binges, you know, like be present in your binge. It's okay. You know, you can't go all or nothing, black or white. And that's what our culture, that's what diet culture is so good at is because it, it teaches you, it conditions you that you, there is a winning lottery ticket and you right. can't get it. Um, yeah. But there isn't one. It doesn't, it just, there isn't one. So, so do you also teach about what foods to eat and all that good stuff? I do not because there's so much information out there. Everybody knows what to eat already anyway. You know, like this is not news. Um, And I feel like the more we get so hyper-focused on foods and specific nutrients and the, you know, the the nutrients we're missing, it's like we're so bogged down in the details. You can't see the forest for the trees. And it's, you know, we're, what we need to work on is our mindset. And what we really need to work on as women is understanding that this is all um, can I say a bad word on your podcast? Oh, good idea. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's hard for me to talk about this and not get mad, but it's bullshit. Like we have got to, it's not just that we need to understand like what's happening with the media and the shaming and all of that. And we know that, but what's really not okay is that women everywhere are not seeing how much time they are wasting Yes, with this intense focus on our looks and talking about food and talk. I did it. 
talking about losing weight. I need to lose weight. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm going on a, it's bullshit. Yeah. What, yeah. What's really happening though, is that we are not just wasting time, but as the time that we're wasting, that we're spending doing all this stuff, we're ignoring our true potential. And we don't believe we even have any because we've been so convinced and conditioned to believe that what we look like is our potential. And that's what I really want to help women see, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if they're not spending that time and energy and money on the next diet, the current diet, losing weight, da, 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 they could be using that time, energy, and money towards better things. Well, towards, yeah. Like what are you capable of? We don't even know what we're capable of. None of us do, but you know, some people are getting closer and trying, but it's like, almost like you have to have that spark of like, do I really have potential? I want women to be like, maybe I do have potential. That little spark to get them going in a different direction. And then, then we'll all lose weight or not, or who cares? You know, like, they're going to look better. You're going to look better. The better you feel about yourself inside, the better you will look because what is inside of you radiates outwardly. You know, all change comes from within. It really does. Can you see your future? Let's make sure you always can. Today's sponsor is Visible Genomics, the creator of AMD iGuard, a state-of-the-art macular degeneration DNA test. If you're at midlife, then you need to hear this. Age-related macular degeneration is the most common cause of irreversible vision loss for people over the age of 50. Over 196 million people in the world suffer from AMD, and it's estimated to increase to 288 million by 2040. Visible Genomics created a simple cheek swab test that you can perform in the comfort of your own home. This test will help you better understand your risk of macular degeneration so you can seek treatment and take proactive steps to delay or better yet, prevent vision loss. Please visit visiblegenomics.com to learn more and order your test today. Use code WENDY, W-E-N-D-Y, to receive $20 off your test. By the way, I just ordered my test and I can't wait to share my results with you. Stay tuned for that. And, and to not be, I think, so attached to your body. Like, your, yes, our bodies are important. You know, I kind of think of it as, I mean, it sounds corny. It's like, it's our, it's like a, a candy wrapper. But the, uh, the true sweet essence of you is, is your soul, is, is your heart, your soul, right? So it's like, whatever. This, like, I mean, your body, as you know, is changing every single day. Like, we're, I'm not going to, I mean, if I do look like this when I'm 90, sweet. But... <laughs> No doubt, will, Wendy, with all of your energy. Yeah, all this hair and stuff—that would be weird. But I mean, the reality is, yeah, it's like we're we're not going to be here forever. Why waste time on the next diet? Like, who cares? Well, like, it, yeah, yeah. No, ahead. I'm sorry. Now you got me all worked up. I interrupted <laughs> you. Well, but like, so I feel the same way, and it's like you know, we're not our bodies. But I could say that until I'm blue in the face and I will still wake up tomorrow morning. I really will. And I will look down and see like, is my stomach, how do I look? I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a disease and I've been, it's been trained into me. So I get that women want to look their best. There's, that's never going to go away. The pressure that we feel to look a certain way, but 
what I want people to get is that you really will look your best and you will feel your best. Like right now, I I went through a divorce for, I can't believe it's been four years. It feels like it was five minutes ago, but four years ago, um, I was in the best shape of my life. I went through this horrible, horrible experience and I gained 20 pounds um, and I'm five, two. So that was really hard. I was drinking a lot. I was eating. I wasn't working out, it, but I knew actually while that was happening, I knew what I was doing. I, I knew that this was my coping mechanism. And I was like, you know what? So be it. We will figure this out later. Right now you got to deal with your family, with your kids and all of this. So, um, now I've lost, you know, a little over half of that weight, but you know what? I don't, I'm not in the best shape of my life right now, but you know what? I wake up every day truly. And I'm like, I am so freaking happy. Like I wouldn't go back to the 115 pound me for all the money in the world. And I can get there again if I want to, but I really don't give a shit anymore. It's like, yeah, (laughs) fire for my life. Like I was not doing any of this, you know, I was, I was just my kind of quiet, smaller self, which that wasn't even the real me. And that's what I want women to get is you're, you're not who you think you are. And no one has to pull the ripcord on their marriage or their life to get there. But like, yeah, I don't care as much anymore. I'm so, I feel so good. And everyone can feel like that. And we deserve to feel like that. And you can want to get healthier and stronger and shed some pounds. But the whole focus of your life cannot be, I need to lose 10 pounds. It's just a, it's, it's such a crime. Right. Yeah. And Oh, so your book, tell us about your book. Well, okay. So here's, yeah. Speaking of all that for, I wanted to write this book for, I mean, over 10 years. And I just was like, I need to work on my book. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I never wrote it until one month after my divorce was final and I'd signed the papers. I was like, I'm writing this book. And I wrote the entire book in four months and published it myself. So it was like, you know, this resurgence of like, this is the real me and I can do anything I want to, but, or I set my mind to, but the book really is, it's, it is about helping women lose weight without dieting, talking about why diets don't work. It's about changing habits, changing thoughts, and it's about setting a big goal, but it's really the, the nuts and bolts, the basics of exactly what I did. And, um, it's super, super powerful and useful if that's where your mindset is right now. And that's fine. I'm writing a second book that I hope to publish soon that is going to be all about how women keep themselves small. But the book that I wrote first is if you want to learn step by step how to do it, how to change your habits and your thoughts, like exactly how to do it. That's the book that I wrote. The first book. Yeah. So. It's called Love to Lose, Love Your Life, and Watch the Weight Lose Itself. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it will lose itself if you start getting excited about your life. It really, really. Yeah, is. I totally agree. And I think it's like, again, you know, I think when you take the focus off of that um, and you're putting your, your, your time and energy on other things in life besides that, it's like, it just naturally will happen. Yeah. And I also think too, like you naturally will gravitate towards healthier foods. The more that you write, like the more that you love yourself Yes. and it's like, Oh, loving yourself. It does truly start with loving yourself. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like the more that you do fall in love with yourself, 
you naturally will not want to put toxins in your body. And, you know, right? Yeah. Well, it's like you're not yeah. going to crave all of those like shitty, you know, sugary yeah. foods like that just make you feel better. And then you collapse on the couch and you get in a food coma because you're like, I can't do It's like drinking almost. Like, I'm not talking about addiction or anything, but if you're, if you're like, I hate my life, I hate my husband, I hate my kids, I want to go out with my girlfriends and drink six margaritas, you know, and then the next day it's like, now I feel even worse and my life is even harder. So it's like, if you know you've got something big coming up the next day, you're not going to go out and drink a pitcher of margaritas because you're like, I can't, I got to be ready for this. So it's the same with food. It's like, I, I can't afford yeah. to sit energy wise to sit here and eat pizza and, and you know, drink beer tonight because tomorrow I'm doing this and I have to be ready and, and I'm excited about it. I don't, it's not as appealing anymore. It becomes. Yeah. And I think it's also about making yourself a priority and knowing that you're, you're worth feeling good and, and, and looking good. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I think that's what it comes down to kind of going back to loving yourself and yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I used to, uh, so I used to own um, some integrative functional medicine practices and used to teach a lot about like detox and what to eat and things like that, because a lot of them, a lot of the patients would come in with inflammation and all of these autoimmune diseases. And it's like, okay, let's, all right. So we'd always start them off with a detox, but it was kind of interesting, like, whenever we'd have the list of things they're not to eat, you know, and they're like, but there's nothing else to eat. I'm like, Oh my gosh, go to the largest aisle in the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hang out aisle one, you know, but it is fascinating to see, you know, going back to like when I used to do that, like the, when they would come in a couple of weeks later, having, you know, eaten a lot better, they would just feel better. And then even it's kind of like changing the mindset about food. And then food is also changing, you know, eating better changes your mindset. So it's, it's a win-win, you know, it's like, well, and when I say it's not about the food, obviously it is about the food, you know, like I, one for like a six week period, I went completely raw. I'm sorry. One of my dogs is about to, I apologize. They're supposed to be upstairs hiding, but I went completely raw for six weeks. I swear, I felt like I had a buzz. Like it was the most wow. amazing. So you don't have to do that. Obviously, I don't. I don't recommend that. I mean, it was challenging and it was really. I loved it, but that's just me. I'm a weirdo. But um, but food, it is important because it does it affects your hormones and it makes you feel a certain way. And so, like the more sugar you eat, the more you want to eat. It is addictive. And, um, when you're eating whole, you know, fruits and vegetables and, and healthy foods, it balances out your hormones and you feel better. But what I want women to understand who are binge eating and feel like they can't stop, what has to change first is how you're thinking. It's about how you're using food. But yeah, it works together in a positive spot. Once you start changing how you're eating and you start little by little changing the foods that you're fueling yourself with, you start to feel better. And you're like, why would I want to eat that? I have drink a Coke if not because I'm a snob and I'm a dietitian, but I can't even imagine. And I used to live off diet, Dr. Pepper, literally Wendy from 6am 
until 7 p.m. when I got home from work. I drank Diet Dr. Pepper all day. We didn't used to drink water. I don't know where the water thing came from. Yeah, I know. Um, I would eat all day, no water, diet soda, and then I would try to work out and eat a lean cuisine for dinner. So if I'm saying I would never drink a soda again, that's the person who's talking. And I wouldn't because it just doesn't taste good anymore. So when you start changing what you eat, your, your palate changes. So it just takes time. Yeah. And I think too, especially, you know, at midlife that, um, you know, sometimes like in our twenties, it was a little bit easier losing weight. Like we didn't, and then like, and let's see, it's like, it catches up with you, like all the crappy food and the, the yo-yo dieting. It's like, you get in your forties and fifties and your body's like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> it, de- it, is, it is different. I, I used to be able to just like not go out one night. And yeah, it was probably cause I was eating like a whole large pizza after drinking like an entire bottle of wine by myself. So it's easy to lose weight when you just don't do that. But yeah. 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 I think like definitely the bodies, our bodies don't bounce back as quickly yeah. at midlife as they did, you know? So then it's like, dang it. Like, but it does make, it wakes you up though too. Like, Ooh, okay. I guess I got to make some changes yeah. here. Well, you know? But like you said, the quality of life that you want, you know, yeah. that's what it's yeah. not what you look for. Well, I think, I think you, I don't know. I mean, at midlife, you start to think about, wow, I'm going to be going into my fifties, going into my sixties, going to my seventies. Like I better clean it up here, yeah. you know? And yeah, well, yeah. yeah. like what and, kind of a life do I want to live when I'm, you know, I don't want to be, I mean, and I think you're right. And I know there's a lot of medical evidence behind it that you, you know, your metabolism slows down and all that, but I choose actually to I always want to question everything. Like, you know, we thought no one could fly to the moon like, or, you know, why do I have to accept that my metabolism slows down when I'm in my fifties? I, I can believe that if I want to, and there's lots of evidence to support it, or I can just say, you know what, maybe that's not true for me. And I'm just going to continue. Cause I don't want to use that as an excuse not to be my best or not to try. So I'll, I just want to stick that in there because I hear, I feel the same way. I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I didn't sleep. Oh, it's just because when you get older, you don't sleep as well. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe that's not true, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. And I'm, I'm all about positive um, affirmations. I mean, some people think they're silly, but no. you know, it, thoughts become things. And I mean, I'm always like, I will tell myself, I'm like, I will always look like I'm, <laughs> whether I do or not, I, I will always look I'm like I'm you know, I'm like, I, I have a great metabolism or I am um, lean and toned. I'm always like telling myself that whether right. it, the beer says it or not, I don't really care, but I do find that the more that I do that, that the weight naturally, I don't gain weight because I'm just like constantly telling my body all these great things. Yeah. Um, well, positive, yeah. all that positive energy has an effect and if people you laugh at that. Well, what's your alternative? Just say, Oh, I, I look like shit and nothing things won't. Change. Yeah. Okay. Well, they won't. <laughs> then nothing will ever change. Why, why don't you at least try, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree yeah, with that. I think the only body, if it's the only body you get, the only life you get, like, why not like just pump it full of why good stuff, not? you know? Like, exactly. I t- you can live it up. Yes. Uh. <laughs> So, so tell us how we can find you. Um, my website is Camille Martin RD for registered dietitian.com. And I'm on all my social media. Um, 
handles are at the bottom of my homepage. And when you go over to my website, there's a, um, it'll pop up the little thing that pops up. It'll give you an option to sign up for my weekly newsletter. And if you do, you get a, I have a free guide of setting up your kitchen. It's called your ultimate weight loss kitchen because it's about how your environment is probably sabotaging you and you just don't realize it. And you can set it up so that it helps you make the right decisions. So you can get that if you sign up. And I would absolutely love whoever's listening to sign up and have you be a part of my community. Um, yeah, and that's it. And then my book is on my shop page. So I would love to see everyone on social media. That I would I love to interact with people and people ask me questions all the time. And I answer every single one. And if anyone is listening, has questions, please feel free to email me or or DM me or reach out. I love it. I can't wait for the next book too. Uh, me too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Get that thing done. It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Camille. And definitely we'll, we'll stay. We got to do that Instagram live next. I would love to do that. Wendy, thank you for having me on. I loved it. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thanks. And now for the nuggets of midlife wisdom from today's show. Number one, it's not about the dieting or the food. It's about how you think and the habits you engage in. Number two, set a big goal for your life that has nothing to do with losing weight. Bring that excitement and passion back into your life. Number three, losing weight starts in your mind. Number four, food is the fuel for your body and your life. Number five, when you are an emotional eater, you have trained yourself to become an emotional eater. Uncover when and why that began in your life. Number six, when you change what you eat, your cravings and your palate changes. Give it time. Number seven, tell your body beautiful words of affirmation because your body is beautiful. Okay, was I right or was I right, you guys? Isn't Camille just extraordinary? Thank you so much, Camille, for being on the show. Make sure you pick up a copy of her book, Love to Lose. I have personally read it and it's awesome. I will leave all of her links for you in the show notes too. If you'd like to see this interview on video, please subscribe to the Midlife Makeover Show YouTube channel. And if you would like to connect with other midlifers that are also on a mission of slaying their second half of life, please go to themidlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join our private Midlife Makeover Facebook community. If you're an Instagrammer, then follow me at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show, where it's always a party on my page. I would love for you to join the party every Tuesday with me when the Midlife Makeover Show goes live on Instagram. All you have to do is follow me on Instagram and click on the live video link in my profile. Choose the shows that interest you and you will receive a notification when we go live. I hope to see you there. Okay, midlifers, get out there and be bold, be free, be you. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change, or make you spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are a few ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it onto social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, Share it with another midlifer who needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Okay, friend, I am so grateful for you, and I can't wait to hear from you. 
Cheers from the RV. Here's to taking the road less traveled.